All right, hey, this is Brent Leary, and I'm still uh, chilling at uh, ZeroCon 2018 here in Atlanta. I just love the fact that I can actually go to an event and it's Atlanta. I don't have to go to the airport. It's really cool. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting here with Stephen Kars, who is the co-founder of, I love this, King of Pops. Uh, Steve, thank you for joining me. Of course, yeah. Um, tell everybody what King of Pops is. Yeah, King of Pops is, a, I guess, a popsicle company, but we, we think it's a much better product. So instead of kind of artificial flavoring and uh, just different bright colors, it's real fruits, uh, interesting combinations, and we try to bring it to people in a fun way. So we're out around town in a lot of events where you'll actually be, and then we do a lot of catering as well, like uh, if you're having a party for your office or things like that. And uh, you started this business with your brother, huh? Yeah. Yeah, 2010, um, I just gotten laid off from my kind of corporate world job and uh, had, had fallen in love with this idea with my other brother, who's an anthropologist, and I was visiting him down in Latin America and Mexico and Panama for all through college. It's kind of what I would do for my, for my vacations, just where I'd go wherever he was. And uh, <laughs> he uh, kind of turned me on to the paleta, which is the Spanish word for popsicle, and I had fallen in love with that product. Um, kind of in college when I didn't really think anything of it. And then when I was looking for something new to do, it just kind of made sense. Like, why not try to try to do this? And then my, my brother, Nick, who was my business partner, um, he was a lawyer at the time and liked it but didn't love it. And uh, we decided to go for it together. So uh, what makes that flavor of Popsicle different than what you we traditionally get in the United States? Yeah, it would be really um, simple but seasonal and, and, and hopefully local ingredients. Um, it's not going to be like as sweet, so there, there might be sweetener added, but it's not going to be like super, super sweet. Um, no artificial colorings or anything like that. And then interesting flavor combinations. So you can definitely get like raspberry lime or strawberry lemonade, but we also do kind of more interesting things like <laughs> blackberry ginger lemonade or grapefruit mint or tangerine basil. Yeah. That was good. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, tell us a little bit about the business model because it's kind of really fascinating how yeah. you guys are setting up and how you kind of move where the people are. Yeah, for sure. So we started as, as a pop company um, with a single push cart um, about three feet by two feet on a street corner in Atlanta. Um, and that just happened because we didn't have enough money to get a brick and mortar going. Um, and it kind of, it was, it was a really good blessing because instead of being kind of tied to that one spot, we could go wherever the people were. So we quickly found out um, how to find the events around town and uh, kind of grew in three different ways. So we do a lot of uh, B2C, so we sell directly to people a lot. We do a lot of uh, B2B where we're selling to businesses and then uh, they'll give it out to people, maybe an activation or something like that. And then we also sell like in Whole Foods and uh, mm -hmm. kind of the grocery angle. So uh, what started is a pretty simple business. I mean, it's still simple. Everything is as complicated or as simple as you want to make it. but. Uh, has been a lot of fun. We've added some channels. Um, so we have a farm now um, west of the city where we grow a lot of our own ingredients. And we've got a distribution company where we distribute our own product along with some other like-minded food brands um, from the south. And then we also, um, we most recently have started uh, King of Pops bars where we serve poptails, so popsicles Pop go really well with cocktails. Uh, so instead of having your ice in there, and it'll kind of dilute the drink, you put a popsicle in there and it can kind of 
enhance the drinks. That's been a fun. It's been fun. Every year, it's kind of something new. Very cool. Yeah. How do you keep up with your customers, the folks that, that end up buying a pop on the street, so to speak? How do you stay connected and begin to kind of build a relationship around that? Yeah, I mean, we start with hiring people that are we think interesting that people will be interested in kind of talking to at the cart. So there's so much competition in social media and newsletters and, and all those places, and we do all of those. You kind of have to do them. So that's that's one way that we're doing it. But uh, we try to be really active in the community through hosting mm-hmm. events. So we've got like a yoga event in each of the cities that we're in that gets between 200 and 700 people on a weekly basis. We have a run club. We have like a We'll have different events throughout the year, and, and we kind of keep our keep our community engaged through those events. Um, in addition to all all kind of the the other stuff, I mean, social media is super important. It's, it's how you can kind of keep people always up to date with what you're doing and keep the conversation going. But we really like the person to person contact. And you you mentioned that in a lot of cases you figure out where you're going to, I guess, set set up for the day. Yeah. And then you got to let people know, hey, we're here. Yeah, for sure. And so when we first started in 2010, like, we would just post a picture of our menu on Twitter. This is where we're at. And social media was novel enough where people were, like, excited. They're like, I can finally use Twitter for something. (laughs) Uh, And they would go and find us. And now now it's more, it's so busy. So, like, if if you just post a picture of your menu, no one's really going to see it unless unless there's a story associated with it. So we're always searching for cool stories and, and things that people will be interested in kind of finding. That's the key. And you also mentioned that it's the your, the employees, they have to have a certain kind of mentality and, yeah. and outreach ability yeah. uh, in order for this to work. Yeah, our expectations are a little bit different than like, I mean, you, you think about Chick-fil-A, they're like the gold standard of like this great service um, or, or any like, uh, like a fast food restaurant, but their role is kind of to fit within a mold. Mm-hmm. And what I really am proud of with our company is, I mean, certainly there's expectations. Like if you're going to a certain place, you can't wear like a cutoff tank top or whatever, but you can certainly be yourself and it's encouraged to bring like whatever you're interested in to that world. It's a pretty free flow. I mean, so, I mean, it sounds cliche, but like there's a guy that brings his ukulele to the cart and <laughs> plays it. And it's just like that kind of vibe where it's just laid back. Um, people can have fun. And I think when they're having as much fun and being themselves, uh, it really translates. So you mentioned you had upwards of 250 people kind of working in the different locations that you're at. Yeah. Um, how, how do you manage? How do you keep <laughs> up with that? <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. Um, we use... I mean, some good some good school scheduling software. Uh, now, on top of that, like there's a, there's a lot of ways to do this now. But we use a product called Office Vibe that keeps and gives them the opportunity to anonymously answer a bunch of questions. Um, and it's a good learning. I mean, people people kind of say what's bothering them, like the stool is not comfortable. <laughs> oh, okay, well, yeah, we got to figure. And we wouldn't have maybe heard that if if we weren't kind of listening to it. But um, that's tough. I mean, it's definitely the hardest part. Managing people is. Uh, I mean, it's just a it's just a quotient of how much you care. Like the more you care about the people, the harder it is because yeah. it's easy to just say like go do that. But um, if you want to make it something that they're uh, at least care about, I mean, I, I'm under no illusion that everyone that comes in the door is wants this to be their career and <laughs> da, da 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 da. And that's okay. That's the way it should be. But right. really, have to put a lot of time and energy into kind of taking care of people. 
And you mentioned that you've been using Zero for about four years now. Yeah. How's the using something like Zero help you grow the business to where it is today? Yeah, kind of what I talked about earlier is we um, we've opened new businesses. So we started with a single city that was King of Pops Atlanta, and then we opened a new account um, King of Pops Charlotte, and that's a new business. It's got a new set of books, um, and so each entity we we have about ten or eleven different entities are all on a different zero, um, I don't know, account, whatever. And, and they talk to each other really well, so that, that works really well for us. And it's just been an easy way for us to scale it um, and to kind of always be in touch. You can look on, pull up your phone and look at stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, we use, the, we use the quotes and the invoicing um, for our whole catering business and, and some of the functionality and visibility of if people have viewed a quote or, or viewed something is, is definitely helpful. Um, cool. Yeah. So uh, what are the plans for the future? Are, are you going to be branching out to more cities? Yeah. And, uh, Our vision is to stay within the South. Uh, we want to be like kind of a local food influencer in the South and we want to be close to the, the people that we serve and that this is where we're from. Um, so we don't have grand plans to go internationally or anything, but there's still plenty of room to grow in the South. I mean, there's still plenty of room to grow in Atlanta. It's a big city, yeah. and uh, we struggle to kind of even hit everyone there. So, I mean, the plans are definitely keep growing. Um, not like We're not like going out looking for VC money or anything, but keep growing like 10 to 20% a year. Um, mm. We just kind of signed on um, like our st- with the stadium, so we're at SunTrust Park, oh, yeah. and we're in... Uh, the Greenville Drive, and we're in uh, Nashville Sounds, so we really like the idea of being, it's just another way to directly interact with the customer. So we normally have like a, a rainbow umbrella on our carts, but we wear the rainbow umbrella hats for the guys <laughs> that are walking up and down the stands, so that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, we, we, there's a lot of room for growth there, and then I mentioned earlier we're opening up some brick and mortar, really small bars, but where we can kind of take care of your kids by getting them a pop, and then if you wanted to have a cocktail or a beer, you could. Um, nice. And it's just a lay. It's not like it's not like the place you would go to like drown your sorrows. It's more of the place, just like it's a fun, upbeat, bright place. Like and Cheers. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be there. Uh, we'll be opening a few of those in the next few years, and that's a that's kind of a big, exciting stuff thing step for us. And where can people go to learn more about what you yeah. guys are up to? Kingofpops.com. We've got Instagram, uh, Facebook, all, all the regular things. But on kingofpops.com, come in there. Uh, you can see where our carts are at, and you can also find out more about if you want to bring us out to your event. Thanks for your time. Cool. Man. Appreciate you. That was easy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. <laughs>